Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories, where the stories are short and sometimes sweet, just like the half servings of milky tea we call Cutting Chai back home in India. I'm your host, Jayati Vora. Thank you for tuning in. Today is the last episode of this season of Cutting Chai Stories. Uh, but don't worry, I'll be back in the fall with more episodes about writing with short stories for you, more analysis of the craft of writing, and more writing prompts to give you a shot of inspiration. In the meantime, stay in touch with me on Instagram, on my feed at Jayati Vora, or in my Facebook group, Cutting Chai Stories. And who knows, I might come back with a bonus episode every now and then. Today I'm here with Nadine Kenny Johnstone, and you might remember her from last week's episode, where we talked about her memoir of This Much I'm Sure the role that writing has played in processing her own trauma and also the story workshop method. I was so fascinated by the little glimpse she gave us last week of this writing approach that I asked her to come back here to take everyone through an actual short exercise that's designed to take you through the approach. So grab a pen, open your laptop, and let's dive in. Thank you so much, Nadine, for joining us back on the show. I'm so excited to guide them through this. I am going to hand you the reins now. The story workshop method is something that I learned about in graduate school. And it really is seeing in the mind and then telling the story verbally before you get to the writing. And it really helps to avoid or prevent writer's block. And so I'm going to guide us through a very, very condensed version of seeing in the mind that I took from the story workshop approach and just kind of customized. And I do this with my writer workout membership group. We meet every Monday via Zoom and I do a little bit of visualization and prompting and then we do some free writing and then we share our work with each other. So the goal is to just have a notebook nearby to jot down a detail or two, but not to be writing during the actual sort of meditation visualization. You can close your eyes the way that you would in a meditation, or you can stare at a spot on your desk and just have the notebook nearby to jot down a word or two if you feel like it. And what we're about to do is really see in our mind the scene that we want to write the way that you would in a film. So you are first going to kind of clear your mind, take a breath, and then in the movie screen of your mind, you're really going to see your scene play out, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction. So the first thing that kind of appears is a view of this setting. And this could be any setting you want to write about. It could be a real place. It could be an imagined place, anything that you want. And you're going to see it from a bird's eye view. So really see it the way that you would from up in the sky and look down below and see the topography, notice the, the vibe, the energy of the place, and then start picking up on some other details like the time of year, the seasons the time of day, the quality of light. And as you see each detail, the question that you're asking yourself is how does this affect the story? So we, for example, walk differently in the winter time as we scurry through the snow to get somewhere warm than say we would in the summertime where maybe 
we're walking around and we're relaxed on the beach. So as you're seeing the place, you're going to start to zoom in until you're getting closer and closer to the area, the neighborhood, wherever your story is taking place until eventually we kind of land in the spot where your scene occurs. And you're going to look around this space. So maybe it's in a room or maybe it's in a vehicle of some sort or a bus or train or airplane, or maybe it's outside somewhere. And as you look around, you are going to pick up on the details that you notice. So maybe it's wall furnishings or some kind of family heirlooms, or if you're outside, flowers or any bit of landscape or any objects, any surrounding things that your eye catches. And you might be particularly drawn to an object that's important in the story. You can examine that, you can look at it and think about how that propels the plot. And as you're thinking about and looking at all of these different details, let some of the other sensory things come in, right? The sounds, faraway sounds, close-up sounds, the smells, any lingering or mingling scents that come together, the texture, you know, maybe a soft blanket or the wood of a table. And as you're noticing and picking up on all these details, you're really starting to flesh out the, the space and the place so that you're ready to bring in the characters. And when you bring the characters into the scene, you want to examine them really closely, not only outwardly, but inwardly as well. So you'll examine their clothing, their body language, their facial expressions. But then also you're going to think about what's in their head, what's in their heart. What are they worried about? What do they want? What are their desires? You'll also be thinking about what's weighing heavy on them, anything they're self-conscious about. So as you're really exploring the inner dynamics of the characters, you're going to start to notice that the different characters have different needs and wants, desires, but then they'll start to interact. And that's where some of the either tension or relationship development really starts happening when you see these different characters interacting. And you're going to want to notice gesture and dialogue, action, reaction, action, reaction. You're going to hear them say things. You're going to see them moving around. You'll notice their spatial relationships, how close together or far apart they are. And what you're really doing is seeing that flow of action-reaction until it builds to a moment where something shifts, something happens. Even if it's very subtle, something happens that changes the characters. Maybe it changes their perspective, it changes the series of events, but there's a shift of some sort, kind of like that moment that's a slow motion moment in a film. And you can carry on with this action reaction for as long as the scene allows or needs until finally it comes to a point of closure. And this doesn't mean happy ending, everything tied up in a pretty bow. It simply means what is the moment of closure? Usually there's a little bit of revelation, epiphany. There's some kind of change in perspective 
there are things that have come to a close and we're going to see now how the characters are and how they're different than they were at the beginning. And so that's a very, very condensed version of this visualization. You could always pause this recording to, you know, get in and really examine some of the close details. When you're doing this on your own, you can elaborate, do it for longer, shorter, it doesn't matter, but it gets you primed and ready to really, really tell the story. And what you can do next is either verbally tell it out loud, or you can go right to the page. And what you're doing is just putting everything that you saw in your mind and putting it onto the page without perfection, not worrying about perfect first sentence or anything like that. Later, you can put it together. So really, in a nutshell, that is the seeing in the mind, the story development visualization. Wow, Nadine, that was so fascinating and so deep. I could totally imagine the setting that was going through my head as you were talking and, you know, the bird's eye view and the buzzing of the insects and the, you know, the person who is coming in the front door. Um, I can't even imagine how much deeper you can go in like an hour long session as opposed to something that's not even 10 minutes long. And yet, even in such a compressed time frame, I feel like we got so much out of this. So thank you so much, Nadine, for your generosity in doing this. I know I learned a ton. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Please check out the show notes for Nadine's writing and wellness workshops and more information on how to connect with her. And thanks to all of you for showing up, for tuning in and sticking by me through all those scratchy early episodes where I was just learning how to use the equipment and getting comfortable with podcasting. And thanks to all of you who have sent me your stories or a note saying that you were inspired to write something based on my writing prompts. Thanks to everyone who agreed to come on this show and be interviewed by me. Thanks to everybody who rated this podcast and reviewed it and shared it with your friends. And if you haven't yet, there's still time. I'd love to know what you think. I am going to miss this and I will miss you while I'm in between seasons. In the meantime, do stay in touch on Instagram and Facebook or write me at cuttingchaistories at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in season two. (laughs) 